Good evening, everyone. Hi. All right, everybody. So that was our disclosure. It looks like we had a bit of a fumble last week. <laughs> so with that being said, um, we had no idea. Um, and we apologize. Um, it was brought to my attention way after the fact. I had no idea that disclosure wasn't actually heard when I told everyone, hey, here's the disclosure. <laughs> so. Um, moving forward from there, huh? Right. Everybody. And I was like, I'm so sorry. We didn't know. <laughs> um, but that was me. It was a user error guys. It was a hundred percent, 150% my fault. So, <laughs> um, she had no idea that nobody heard it either until people started telling her the same thing. So actually she heard it for herself and she was like, uh, the disclosure. <laughs> so how have you been this last week, Sheena? We are no longer at the same house, guys. We are now in our separate homes and separate states. <laughs> I mean, that's all we really can do, right? I mean, that's kind of, I guess, adulting is what they call it these days. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much the same over here. Yeah, I mean, I I work like 70 hours a week, so I get it. That's all we really do is work as adults. <laughs> huh. So, I mean, I don't know how you do it because I know that you work as much as I do and you have your own businesses and then you write also, plus you're a mom. Like, I know how busy my life gets. I can't imagine also then going, go clean your room or help me do the dishes or, okay, let me talk to you about girls. Like, I couldn't imagine that being also added on top of my plate in life. So, and that's full disclosure for anyone on the podcast, um, I don't have any children um, that are living, um, and Sheena has a son, so, and I'm not sure what's going on with her video right now, um, but she will be joining right back in. Um, I know that they're having some storms where she is right now, so that might be the problem. Um, so... Just everyone knows she'll join right back in. Um, but yeah, I don't have children. So it's just me, um, my boyfriend, and my spoiled rotten dog that live in our house right now. 
Um, now I have nieces and nephews and my best friend's kids and all of those kids mean the world to me. Um, you know, so I'm like everybody's, you know, cool hangout spot. Um, because I have lots of fun things that I don't know why I have probably because of my ADHD. I'm not officially diagnosed y'all. So I'm hoping she's coming right back on. Let me see what's going on with her. Well, while she's not here at the moment, I'm going to go ahead um, while Sheena's coming back on and I am going to talk. Hey, yeah, I I told him that it's probably the storms going on there that's kicking you off. So um, I told him you'd be right back. Um, I just kind of went over the fact that I don't have kids and you have a son. Um, I didn't talk about him or anything. I just said, you know, so I, you know, it amazes me how much you're able to accomplish because I can't. Yeah, it's a lot of uh, pizza nights. <laughs> no cooking is like, I'm too tired. Can nice. I move in? I want pizza nights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, I'll uh, be tired. I, I should have known something was going on because um, you was lagging. And I was like, oh, my God, this is about to go out. <laughs> but Yeah, that storm. Yep, that storm's probably messing with your internet a little bit. That's okay. We'll get through it, y'all. Um, if yeah. Sheena falls off or it goes black, she'll come right back on. Um, will, we'll just keep fighting the storm if we got to. Right. So um, But that's part of the problem in living in different cities. Like today, it's it's her camera that's doing this and all that. But I live out in the mountains. So at any time, it can just start raining. It can start snowing. So at any point, my internet could do exactly the same thing. If that ever happens, I'll probably just switch to my mobile device. Um, cause it's really simple for me to just throw my phone up here and be like, um, so that's what I'll probably have to do if it ever goes out on my end, because out here in the mountains, our internet, and when our actual internet goes out, it goes out for a while. So, um, I was just kind of telling them that while you were gone, I was going to go ahead and talk about that business that we spotlighted today. Now, just so we're clear, um, they're not sponsoring us. We have no affiliation with them whatsoever. We have just kind of gone out of our way to find different organizations, businesses, and um, groups that help promote positive things. Um, We want to make sure that we, if nothing else, get a little bit of positivity into everybody's life, especially because we're talking about some really harsh subjects sometimes. So we want to make sure that we highlight things. And I think for tonight's podcast, because it is the reality of divorce, that this was a perfect group for us to be like, hey, y'all check these people out. Um, Again, we don't know them personally. We don't have any affiliation with them. But please check out the link that we put on the page for We Give Taller. Um, Give Taller means give time, give attention, give love, give loyalty, give effort, and give respect. I mean, without those things, you don't have a relationship anyways. So that's why I thought that that would be the perfect business for tonight's spotlight. Um, So everyone, if you get a chance, go check them out, you know, check out their merchandise. If I can ever get them to get on the show, I will definitely let y'all know so they can tell us all about their organization. Um, I would absolutely love it. So give taller if you're out there, please, please reach out. We'd love to hear from you. Um, 
Uh, so, and back to what we were kind of talking about, Sheena. So on this whole positivity kick that we're on today, before we start our topic, what was the highlight of your week this week? The highlight of my week was having the time, wasn't that much time, but having time to spend with my newbie to the family. We just got a puppy. And I got to spend ah. home with her and play with her this week. Okay, so it's a girl. It's a girl. It's What's a girl. her name? It's 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 her name is Stax. It's unique. Okay. How so? What kind of what kind of puppy is she? Um, she's a a a pit bull. That's everyone that knows me knows that that's my heart. I have I have a pit bull. She's somewhere around here. Um, she's mad at me because I wouldn't let her in my podcast area. Um, <laughs> so she's not talking to me right now. Um, <laughs> so okay, all right. Yeah, my, she the is of- uh, getting trained uh, this week, so we gotta get her potty trained and everything. So. That's a, a a challenge, but she's such an adorable spirit, um, and she brings so much joy to me. I love seeing her um, and giving her well, treats. Well, with that being said, um, now she's yin yang the podcast puppy, so we need pictures. We need you to send them to the page so that we can all see her because now oh, yeah. we all want to know how cute she is. She's adorable. <laughs> um so the highlight of my last week y'all i don't know if y'all have have any of y'all ever heard of bucky's sheena you ever heard of bucky's no okay listen and i listen i i don't work for them they're not giving me no money to say this but i just (laughs) want to say i went to my first bucky's i had to go on a business trip this past week so i was out of town for two days um down in south georgia but on the way to south georgia we went by a Bucky's, and when I say we, I I went with a coworker. Um, but we went by a Bucky's um on the way to pick up our lunch, and she was like, "You're gonna love this place," and I was like, "Yeah, you know, whatever." Who loves a gas station for lunch? You know what I mean? Was that that girl. big big gas station like that has convenience stores? Girl, like it's like the Walmart of gas stations. It's I think I heard huge. Like, they I heard have like a hundred gas pumps. Like 300 parking spots, Mack trucks aren't allowed in there, and that place is packed. They make their own fudge, their own cookies, their own snacks, their own beef jerky. It's a phenomenal place, man. I would do anything to have a Bucky's in Clayton. So, <laughs> listen, if we can get one out, another one out here in Georgia, like North Georgia guys, like we need one. You know, I think I've seen somebody post about it like a couple weeks ago, now that I, I recall it. Listen, they're so cool. If anybody ever gets the opportunity, if you see and you and listen, they put up billboards for miles before you get there. 
So, like, you'll see the little billboard come up 43 miles from here, Bucky's. <laughs> it's like a theme park, man. Yeah, it's like, probably. it's an amusement park for adults. <laughs> yeah, you probably go in there and spend hours and probably all of your check for that week. <laughs> I I may have overindulged slightly. Um However, I need maple cherry beef jerky and things like that. So, <laughs> the beef um, <laughs> it was such a weird combination. I had to try it. Um, but yeah, so that was the highlight of my week. And I know that sounds really dumb and really boring, but I get really excited about one, saving money and two, spending money. It's such a weird combination. So, what yeah. um, what are you looking forward to next week? What do you got going on? No, oh, more business stuff. But I'm looking forward to uh continuing to work on launching uh my business, my corporation, my stable journey, and getting the you know all of the paperwork, the LLC in the place, and also promoting um my book that's now available on amazon so i'm looking forward to getting all that in place with the business and um reaching out to other authors and other writers um to work with them during um for book promotion and getting a virtual tour going so that's pretty exciting yeah, no, that's super exciting. And if you're wondering how to access Sheena's book, the link is on our page. Um, I put the link to all three of our books um, on our Yin Yang, Yang, the podcast page, just to make sure that everyone had access to it. Oh, yeah. um, that's one of the best ways to help support us as individuals is our writing, purchasing our books. Um, and I want to make this clear because this question did come in um, into the inbox over the last week where someone asked about our podcast and what our plans are. Um, so Ying Yang, the podcast is a business. Um, we have a bank account. We have an EIN number. We are registered. Um, so it is a business. So the people that are asking about how they donate or how they support and stuff like that, those links and stuff will be up soon. We purposely have not put them up yet um, because this is just kind of our last week was our intro and this is our first real podcast. So with after this podcast, the links will go out where you can see where you can support. But the best way to support right this second is to share, share, share. Tell your friends about us, whether you're listening to us on Facebook or Riverside or RSS feed or Spreaker, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you're listening to us, share us with your friends. Um, okay. You know, the best way to get us out there and, and to help us move forward and do this more frequently and, you know, talk about more things that we all want to talk about would be to share the podcast. Um, the yeah. more attention that we bring in and the more people that want to hear, the more abilities we have to link with sponsors and things like that to get these done faster. So that's We're the best way on, to support us. Is in the, all the platforms. Of those books. Yes. Yeah, mm -hmm. share on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, whatever platform that you frequent most, just share. We'll be posting everywhere. <laughs> Right. Yeah. And we'll be right there. And and once we get to the thousand followers we need on TikTok, 
Um, we will go live on our TikTok during this also. Um, we're trying to figure out exactly how to make it all work, but we're going to. So we have no problem going live on TikTok once we get there um, to make that easier for people that like to watch TikTok versus jumping on our Riverside to view our podcast live. Right. So we'll be doing YouTube as well in the future, right? Yeah. So right now, the only problem, so the audio is on YouTube. Our audio is. The only problem we're having you getting the video up there at the moment is I'm waiting for a card to come in the mail to help verify us, um, to prove that we're real people. So once that real. gets here, we'll be on YouTube and Google. And that's what it was, is we had to verify our Google before YouTube would accept us completely. So Link. once we verify our Google, that'll happen, which will also help with our business. Um you know, because we are going to start pushing Google reviews and things like that just to get our name out there a little bit more. Um, but that's kind of just, you know, that's a separate plan. Um, so next week, Sheena's going to be working on some stuff. Y'all show her some support. If she's out there posting, y'all just let her know, like, hey, I'm thinking about you. Hey, you know, share a couple of posts. Share her book with your friends. So all I have. The only thing I really am looking forward to next week is Monday. I am officially talking to my doctor about an ADHD diagnosis. So I know the people that don't know what it's like to live with that kind of brain are like, oh, you know, what if she thinks she's ADHD? But when you have a brain like mine, it's probably the hardest thing in the world um, because I'm all over the place. And then having these podcasts. Having these podcasts at 11 o'clock at night, all I think about all day long is how I'm going to get to this podcast on time. And so all day long, I'm like, oh, I got to do this. And now, mind you, I'm I'm working a lot of hours right now. So I work today. And the whole time I was at work, I was like, oh, man, you know, I got to make sure I have time to do this. And I got to make sure I can brush my hair. I need to make sure that I can do my eyelashes or my eyeshadow. And I was just, I overthink it all day long. And now that I'm here, I'm like, man, this would have taken me like 10 minutes on a normal day to get ready for this. <laughs> but it didn't stay because that's how my brain works. Um yeah, I've been the same in the same boat. Like when I'm I'm getting ready for this podcast, I got the podcast thinking of overthinking it all day and I gotta squeeze in the gym, how I'm gonna get time, what time I'm gonna do this. And then if something unplanned happened, like today, I'm all thrown off. That's why I'm not really a spontaneous person. I have to have a plan. And if right. something is off plan, my brain is like, uh-uh, we can't, we can't, we can't function. <laughs> this oh. is not part of the plan and I can't do it. So, right, right. And that's the hardest part. I mean, and plus ADHD is misdiagnosed so often with like different kinds of anxieties um, yeah, and even like BPD. Now I do, um, I do have BPD. So that's why part of the reason why they think that it's possible that I just hadn't been diagnosed because BPD can mimic a lot of ADHD symptoms. So being that I've had BPD for a very long time in my life, um, they kind of washed away the idea of ADHD. And now that I'm 37 years old and able to control my BPD triggers and live a normal functioning life, I'm like, hey, guys, uh, still have those problems with my brain. 
Um, and now they're like finally listening. So I well, am. I'm glad I'm excited because, you know, I know people that literally like they found out they had it. They started, you know, taking either medicine or doing, I know, I actually know quite a few people that also do like something called, um, it's a mushroom tea, like a micro, a mushroom micro dosing tea, Hmm. um, that is supposed to work the same as Adderall does. Oh. Sounds like right. a herbal thing, maybe. Right, kind of like an herbal way to deal with it. Okay. Now I'm, I'm not gonna start the herbal way. I'm gonna I'm gonna start the doctor way. Um, okay. <laughs> but if that doesn't work for me, or if it you know makes me crash too hard or something like that, you know, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make sure that I can do what's best for me and my body. Um, you know, right. and that's the biggest thing. But y'all got to be honest with y'all's doctors about stuff like that too. Like if if you're gonna do something like the mushroom microdosing tea or whatever that they offer online now for ADHD. Then you need to tell your doctor you're doing that so they don't give you the medicine on top of that. Um, that's yeah. how people end up hurting themselves, you know? Yeah, that's true. But anyways, <laughs> enough about my ADHD. Um, <laughs> I support mental health. You have to stay on top of that. Um, your mental health I've I've been diagnosed with complex PTSD, so I applaud you to for going to your doctor and and following through with that. I I support that wholeheartedly, and I, I promote that with my stable mind. One of my businesses for my life coaching is um I'm I'm really passionate about mental health, and and so I'm, I'm I really applaud you for that. I don't want everybody they feel like they have or need to talk to someone about their mental health, they need to put that as a top priority. That should be as your top priority. See, I love you, Sheena. That's I love all. You. Uh, <laughs> all right, y'all. So our topic tonight. Ooh, ooh. I, I should I should have done a bell or something there, but I didn't think yeah, about it. I, I just did my finger. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just like you know, finger finger bells, finger bells. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and there are all kinds of things that we have in the studio platform that can help us that I just haven't really been playing with or using. Um, yeah, yeah we got sign effects, sign effects, sound effects. I think. Okay, I'm done. So <laughs> we have all kinds of things I could have used, but um, I prefer to be more open, more honest. So I, I kind of leave those alone. We use it for the disclosure and that's it. Um, so, but our topic tonight is not an easy topic. Um, one of the biggest things that brought me and Sheena together um, that gave us someone to vent to and, and someone to talk to was the fact that we both went through and dealt with failed marriages and divorces right around the same time. Um, yeah. So it happens. It does. And, and, and you know what? There is nothing wrong with that. There's not, but it's taken me a really long time to get there, you know, and I went through mine a little sooner than um, Yang went through hers. So, 
I was able to kind of help her and guide her and say, listen, this is going to be okay. And, and you're going to be all right. And I promise. And listen, it wasn't easy for either of us. Um, well, the, yeah, so the I want to go over a few different things. To accept it. <laughs> and that's honestly one of the hardest parts. Um, mm -hmm. So I want to go over a couple of things and I'm going to, you know, stop here and there so that Sheena can also give her opinion on things because me and Sheena don't think exactly alike. You know, um, she's dealt with things in her life that make her think and, and her opinions are slightly different than mine, even on subjects like this sometimes. So I don't really know her opinion on purpose. Sheena and I do not talk about anything that we're going to talk about on the podcast until the podcast, because the whole point is that we both have our own opinions. Um, so. <laughs> with that being said um i want to start this by saying if you are on here to see if i'm going to bash my ex-husband the answer is going to be no i am not here to put him down i am not here to speak ill of him whatsoever i would never do that publicly um our marriage was private our divorce was private um and i don't hold any ill will um Due to his own trauma, he didn't realize that I was a sincere individual until we had already filed for divorce. And because of his own, you know, past traumas, he was unable to see all of me as a person until that divorce had been filed. And by then the damage was done. And once the damage is done, there's no way to undo it. If you break a glass, you can't glue it back together and it just not have cracks. It's still going to leak. It's never going to work properly. So once the damage is done, the best thing for us to do was to just move on. You know, for both of our, our sakes, both of our mental health, both of our lives. So there's no ill will there. I, I don't have anything. I'm not going to sit up here and bash him or anything like that. So if that's what you're looking for in this podcast, you can move along. What I want to talk about is what we go through as women. Um. Because I don't think a lot of men understand how women look at divorce. And I don't think a lot of men understand how women deal with divorce and what we go through and what we think about. And so that's what I want to put out there. And I'm not sure what Sheena's perspective of any of this is. Again, we haven't spoken at all. So I'm going to just start. Um, as a child, I feel like women are pushed to chase a ring. I feel Finally. like we are told our entire lives, you're so pretty. You're going to make such a good wife. You must learn how to cook so you can be a good wife. You must learn how to clean so you can be a good wife. We'll you know, submit. please let your hair grow out. Don't cut your hair off. You know, don't do this. Don't do that. That's not ladylike. Listen, I didn't grow up with parents that were like that. Like, my mom never came to me and was like, oh, you're going to be a good wife someday or nothing like that. I did, however, see how phenomenal of a wife my mom was. And it made me feel like I could never measure up. So I spent my entire life chasing an image that I couldn't live up to because I'm never going to be her. She had a completely different life than I did. So. 
I don't know, Sheena, do you feel the same way? Do you feel like as children, like as little girls that were pushed to think about marriage at too young of an age? Yeah. I agree. I think the pressure um, you have to have or you have to, you know, prepare yourself or put that in your mind that you have to have a husband and you have to learn how to submit and you have to learn how to cook and clean and keep a house. Um, And that pressure is put on girls at a young age before they even know what they want to do with their life before they even know if they want to go to college before they want to, you know, what they want to do, you know, as far as making a living, if they want to have kids, they just automatically, you know, assume that, yes, I am going to be married, be a wife, be a mother. And this is what is expected of me, no matter what my dreams or aspirations is, which I believe is not fair. Um, to you know a young girl growing up they should be able to develop and come into their own and decide on their own whether or not they want to be a wife or a mother because i mean that's not for everybody and we're going to i'm just going to put it out there everybody doesn't want to grow up to be a wife everybody doesn't want to grow up to be a mother so you know having that pressure on you at such a young age before you even know want to, you know, before you even know what you want to do with your life is, is kind of crazy. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I mean, I, I thought the ultimate goal in life and it wasn't based, my mom never said this. And my dad never said this, you know, my, I've been writing since I was nine years old, you know, so they always pushed me like, Hey, write, you know, Hey, do your thing, chase your dreams. You know, I was, I was definitely brought up in an atmosphere where I could have dreams and I could believe in myself. So, but because I would see how perfect my mom was in my eyes, um, and I would see how perfect her friends were and how perfect, you know, all of like, all of my friends were married by like, 28 like all of them I didn't have a single friend left by the time I had turned 28 and I was just like wow like what am I doing wrong um and so even though I knew that it probably wasn't the best situation I was so happy at the point that Um, my ex-husband proposed to me that I was like, yes, you know, let's do this. Um, it looks like Yang has fallen off again. So, oh, there she is. You went away for a second, but you're back. Yeah. Quick second. Um, so, and, and that's more or less what it came down to was I was so excited to finally, that somebody finally wanted me to be their wife that I did everything in my power to make my relationship work. Um, And in doing that, I forgot to take care of me. You know, I lost myself somewhere in the submission and somewhere in the, the answering to and the cleaning the house and the cooking and the being everything that he needed me to be um, because he was, he was an entrepreneur. So, you know, I spent a lot of time helping him with his businesses and things like that and, and forgot to chase my own dreams. Um, I launched a newspaper that collapsed um, because of the town that we were in. 
Um, and it absolutely broke my heart. And I had nowhere to turn, no friends to call or no one to talk to about it because I was so caught up in being the best wife that I could be that I forgot that it's okay to still be me. Um, and I think that's as women, that's what a lot of us do. Um, is that how things kind of went for you, Sheena, or was it different in, for you? Like, did you know from the beginning it wouldn't work or? Honestly, I did. Because I got married for the wrong reasons. I didn't get married. What I reasons was... did you get married for? Because I was comfortable being uncomfortable and it just seems like I didn't want to be alone so when he asked I was like sure why not because you know I needed a friend um more than I was scared to be by myself I had went through a lot of trauma um especially after my son's father passed away I kind of was lost I wasn't in my right headspace I guess dealing with the grief so when he came in, like, you know, it was like, okay, I had a someone to lean on or a friend or somebody that sees me, but he wasn't really good for me. So I wasn't like I was like manly in love and we're best of friends. Um, so, I, you know, I knew my heart wasn't in it and I was just getting married because it was something to do. So I wasn't really, you know, positive that it was going to last so I was I I didn't I didn't have I guess faith in it so when it ended I accepted it I wasn't in denial about it at all because I, I, I already you know figured it was coming I wasn't happy and then, then at, by the time I did get the divorce I was just fed up with being unhappy and I was getting back to myself I was like why am I putting myself through this and and I was ready to leave but I had to be ready to leave. I had to get out of that space. And I knew I had to deal with my grief from losing my son's father so I can get out of the situation I put myself in and stop blaming myself for putting myself into the situation and knew that it wasn't right for me so I can get out of it. Um, so I knew it wasn't right for me in it. And then I got upset with myself and get myself into it. So then I just had to accept all of that. And, you know, start the process to let it go and move on because it wasn't for me. See, that's, I really love the fact that you as a person were never in denial. I, I was, I was in complete denial. You know, um, my ex-husband told me he didn't want to be with me like six months before we separated. <laughs> um, and. I was like, no, don't do this. I'll, I'll be better. I'll, I'll make more money. I'll, I'll make you more happy. And I literally wore myself out trying to make things work. And at the point that it didn't, um, you know, our, our final day, the final time that he, he said it, at that point, I was so tired and so empty inside that he was like, you know, hey, I... I think I need to leave. I think we need to separate. And I just, I just said, okay. Because when at that point, tired what else of can you do? battle or tired of fighting, that's when it's time to go. That's when, I think that's when most people just Well, that's when I knew that it was over, over. At the point yeah. that I gave up, 
I knew that it was done because he had, in my opinion, he had given up a long time before that. But, and I don't even blame him. You know, he has a lot of past trauma that he dealt with that made him feel like he couldn't completely open up to me. And that's fine. And it, and it also, we were together in a really rough time in life. You know, 2020 was crazy. Cool. Like if anyone ever asked me, if I'm ever, listen, that's why they don't let me have children because that's, I would tell them like 2020 was the apocalypse. Like the whole world changed. It, <laughs> it was did. some kind of weird masculine really takeover. It did. Cause listen, when COVID hit, like I was, I was an essential, I was an essential worker. So I didn't get to take any time off, me but me he was either. an entrepreneur. And so he was out there hustling. He was making, you know, decent money. He was selling different kinds of things. He was, you know, that's just who he is. He was making good money. But during that time, I couldn't go see my family. Um, my dad was battling cancer. So I couldn't go see him. I couldn't get him sick. Um, my sister was pregnant. <laughs> I couldn't go see her cause I couldn't get her sick. Then she had the baby and I couldn't get the newborn sick. So I like had nobody to talk to, um, but him and he was over it. So 2020 was just one of those years where it was like, Dang, I think that man, what do you do on a lot of people? And I think if we go yeah, back to a lot of divorces that, happened, there's a lot of divorces probably ended in 2020 because or we should look at the stats and twenty the stats the, the statistics for twenty twenty one because the divorce rates probably in twenty twenty one is probably high as hell because everybody right. probably was tested during twenty twenty. I know I sure was, and I was right. like, man, I'm over this. Like this is, I'm over it. It's an eye opener. Twenty twenty was an eye opener. Well, it was because it made you realize, you know, like who, what, when, why, and where, as far as who you could trust, who you could be around and things like that. You know, I never, and what's funny is I never got COVID back then. It's like when you stuck in a house and they really see who they were. Yeah. You see who you were married to. You really see the person being stuck in the house with them for so long. You really saw who who that real person they probably right you're not both going separate ways going to work all day and all that and then meeting at Mm -hmm. home for dinner or nothing like that you know yeah covid was rough on people man right Um, a lot of people show their true colors and and some people just couldn't handle it yeah i yeah 2020 was rough on me um i that was the worst year to this day that was probably the worst year of my life um but it is what it is. You know, there was so much going on and, and so much that you couldn't control right. that everyone's lives just kind of fell apart or fell back together, depending on how you look at it. You know, I don't really feel like my life fell apart then. I feel like I learned a lot of lessons. Um, You know. I well, I, I mean, after after my final separation. um. And, you know, we called it quits and, and he actually left. Um, and he did. He he took all of his stuff and took off. So at the point that he did that, you know, I had no choice but to move on. But I was like in a city I didn't know by myself. I had moved up there to be closer to his family. So when he left, I couldn't just call his family and be like, Hey, I'm lonely. Come hang out with me. That was the same. <laughs> Mine, I moved away and from it's my funny, family. I was in your city, Sheena. 
Yeah, we were staying in the same city. We I moved there to because that's where he wanted to go, like to give him an opportunity to be happy because that's what he kept saying. He's not happy. I was like, okay, so we're going to do what makes you happy and get there. And he's still not happy and I'm still miserable. So, and then like it was trying to leave and we're separating, but I'm in this city and I don't know nobody. Like, so... Yeah, I I completely understand. Yeah, it was really strange after we learned. Like, me and Sheena lived, like, less than five minutes from each other for, like, a year. And And never met each other, never knew each other. It wasn't until after I moved out to Columbia, South Carolina, and was speaking with her brother, that me and her even met each other, learned about each other, and realized we lived less than five minutes apart the entire time we were both by... We could have been besties then. You know what I mean? We were both going through the craziness. (laughs) <laughs> right gosh <laughs> anyways um so well, we're gonna moving make up on from that it. i do wanna huh i said we're gonna make up for it we're gonna have to now i mean because i'm gonna tell everybody that i met you in 2020 and that you gave me covid and that's how i met you that's what i'm gonna start telling people <laughs> i met this weird lady at a gas station and she gave me covid <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> oh, that just made me tear up. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, I, I do think that that should be our future lie. Yeah. I mean, besides the fact that we just put it on a podcast, yeah, it a could be true um, though. It could be true though, because nobody knows. Right, how you it get could COVID. be. <laughs> it could be. Right, right. Well, that's yeah. That's that's a whole another episode in its own. So, um. So the next thing I kind of want to touch on is the trauma after. And the reason I think that this is important is there's going to be people that watch this podcast that have no idea what to expect. Yeah. And I can't speak for everybody, but I, I can tell you a lot from, from my standpoint. And I'm a very strong, emotionally strong individual. Um, but The moment that I separated from my ex-husband, even though I felt a little bit of relief because I no longer had to argue with him um, and I no longer had to deal with the things that I dealt with throughout our marriage, I, um, I was lonely and I was scared. And I was also the first person in my family that was ever going to get a divorce, um, my parents were still married and my older sister was still married and my little sister was engaged. And so I felt like it was wrong. I felt like I should feel shame. I felt like no one understood what was going on. Um, and no matter how hard I tried to explain it to other people, I felt like nobody got how empty I felt inside for no reason. Um, And that's the, see, tears. Um, (laughs) But that's the reality of it. And that's how I'm glad it's home. Because, and I'm all right, guys. But, you know, that was a really rough time in my life. And I'm not overreacting or, or, or overstimulating the emotions at all. I am... I put everything I had into my marriage. And so when it ended, I was devastated. Um, You know, and I, 
again, was in a town I didn't know. So, like, the ending of my marriage also ended, like, my time in that town, the job that I had. Um, Ending my marriage pushed me to change my life 150%. But let me tell you, it doesn't stay. It hurts really bad at first. Really, really bad. It does. It, see, yeah, and then it does as each day goes on, failed. and even though it could be a blessing I, in disguise, you still feel like a failure for that moment. Mm-hmm. And and you can't change that because because if you look at the people around you, and this is no, you know, I'm not taking any shots at any religion or anything like that, but a lot of Christians will will tell you, you know, they don't believe in divorce, and I didn't believe in divorce. You know, I never got married with the intentions of getting divorced. I didn't believe in divorce. I got married with the intentions of being loyal to that person for the rest of my life. And I did that the entire time I was married with no hesitation, you know, and then at the point that everything ended and I had to move on with life, I wasn't really sure how I felt about that. I didn't want to get to know somebody else. I, I didn't want to feel like I had to get to know somebody else. I kind of just wanted to be alone, but that's not how life really works out. You know, even if you want to be alone, somebody eventually comes along and and says hello and you say hello back and it goes from there, you know, but I encourage anyone who is going through a divorce, even if it is temporarily to reach out to either a really good friend or a therapist and make sure that somebody's there at the other end of that line. If you need them. There's also because trying to be, yes, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say to add to that. There's, um, we're being in the life coaching industry. There are life coaches that specializes in divorce that can help you, um, get through it as well. So, just putting that out okay. there. So if you need somebody, don't give you therapy is not your thing, or if you don't have a friend or family member to lean on, there is a life. There are life coaches out there as well that specializes in divorce that can help you through the process and be there as your coach through the whole whole situation. So that's really good information because I didn't actually know that. Yeah. Um, it's never, no one ever told me that life coaches do stuff like that. I always thought the life coaches just helped you with like your confidence and, and your love mm-hmm. and, and, you know, being, and, but let me tell you, I will say that like Sheena ran this program last summer, um, under my stable mind under her self love club, which you can find on Facebook. Um, but we did like the, this, all these different like activities, And it it taught me so much about myself that I didn't realize like some of the trauma I still harbored from my marriage and divorce. You know, you don't realize how it affects you until you go through it. And eventually, like I said, eventually it'll fade. It'll take time, but Mm -hmm. eventually you're not as lonely anymore. And eventually, you know, the phone calls from, from the ex, they don't come as frequently and you're able to say, Hey, no, you know, like I remember the turning point for me and the loneliness and, and all that and the, 
you know, no longer accepting his phone calls and being able to move forward with my life was at the point that I realized that I had already began to speak to someone else. Um, Sheena's brother, actually. Um, so, <laughs> um, <laughs> so when I started speaking to him, I, I told him up front everything wrong with me. I was like, I'm crazy. I'm a brat. I'm spoiled. You know, I, I'm always going to get my way. I'm never going to give up my dreams for somebody else again. Um, you know, I don't care what you want out of life, but I'm, I'm not going to come home and clean and cook every night and I'm going to work and I'm going to chase my career and I'm going to start a magazine. And I was just like all these things. And he was just like, okay. And so I was like, well, I'm also good at this and I'm also good at that. And I tried so hard to make him be like, you know what? You're too much. Because that's how I felt inside. I felt like I was too much for my for the last guy that I was with. So I must just be too much as a person. No, you're not too but much. But that's you the big right thing. For somebody. It, you just wasn't right for him. Yep. And that's exactly what I'm trying to say. Like, divorce doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It means that you weren't with the right person. You know, divorcing someone doesn't mean that he was a bad person. It doesn't mean he was a bad person because he couldn't be with me. It means that me and him were not compatible. And we tried and it didn't work. And we both had to move on. You know? Some divorces are harder. We didn't We didn't have to fight over kids. Um, I do have a stepson. I still love my stepson. I still speak to my stepson. I will never stop. Um, you know, because that's still my stepson. Um, however, he's grown. He, he was grown pretty much from the beginning. He was, he was 16. So, you know, it's a little bit different of a situation. We weren't fighting over kids and we weren't fighting over belongings. We were, we were just separating and we were just divorcing. So, um, you know, and that's, sometimes that's even the harder part. You know, people are like, oh, well, you know, you didn't have to go to court for this and for that. You're right. We didn't fight over all those items. But that makes me feel like nothing was worth saving. And that's where the depression kicks in. You know, that's where that happens. Do you have anything well, else you want to add about how you felt at the end of your divorce? Happy. A relief. <laughs> I would say... Um, I understand that. <laughs> I, I felt like I gave it my best shot. And the whole acceptance thing, and I accepted, I wasn't in denial that it was over. I I felt wholeheartedly that I gave it my best shot. I did everything that I was supposed to do. I did everything right. I stopped blaming myself for it not working and just accepted that it's not going to work out. And if I'm going to be happy that it had to happen. So I just was taking care of myself. And one thing you have to do with going through the divorce, you have to take care of yourself emotionally and physically because it can overwhelm you. It can shut you down if you let it, um, you know, overtake you. Just stay positive. That's what I want to say too. Just stay positive through the whole process. Stay positive. Um, Positive thinking is key. But yeah, at the end, I was just like, you said, like you said, you were just over it. I was just over it. I was just ready to put it past me and get the process over with. But with him, like he was, you know, 
taking his time with the process. Me, I was like, okay, we're separated. Let's get to file this paperwork. Let's get the divorce. Let me change my name. Let me just shut this door because this door is opening and is staying open. I don't like it. I just rather to, you know, move past it so I can start my healing process. So that's how I was. I was just pushing for everything. Um, lo and behold, I was didn't know that he was like in his mind. He wanted to separate for us to just take some time. And he was going to try to work his way back in. In my mind, I was like, I want this divorce. I don't need you in my life no more. You're on going on my block list. So <laughs> um, we just had a whole different things, uh, different um, mind things as well as, you know, mind thinking. Uh, I can't get my words right. But, you know, my as the uh, ending of it went. But I just want to say just stay positive. Don't be petty. Um, we didn't have kids either in the process so it was a simple divorce process to get it over with but we did have he had a son i had a son so there was like stepkids involved there our kids was grew up for a long time being you know brothers so it was that hard i think that was like one of the main reasons why i dragged my feet with separating for so long even though i wasn't happy because of the kids um i didn't want to separate the kids so it's like you know, but at the end of the day, like at some point you have to put yourself first. You have to put yourself at the top priority. Um, because I started seeing that my unhappiness was affecting my son. And once I seen that, that he was being affected by me being miserable, that's when I was like, Hey, I, I got to go. Like we can't we can't continue like this. So I was right. ready for, you know, making, that's when that whole acceptance thing come in. Like I, I'm going to accept this now because you're not just affecting my happiness. You're affecting my son and it's not fair to either one of us. So I'm going to accept that there, we don't believe, we don't need to be together and we need to move on. Let's start this process. Let's start this separation and, you know, we can be better off as individuals and we we don't need to be together. And sometimes it'd be like that. That's why you have to accept the fact that, hey, as individuals, you just better off separated. And then you open the door, yeah. open that way for somebody who you're supposed to be with, who are, can make you happy to come into your life. Because once you're stuck with someone that you're not supposed to be with, the person that you are supposed to be with has no way in. So you have to accept yep. that that you're not supposed to be with that person and you have to let it go. The whole thing is, you know, just letting it go. It's hard. I mean, it's hard in the motherfucker. Sorry for my language, but it's hard it's, as shit because you feel like you're it's, yeah, you it's beyond like you got hard. to hold on because you don't want something. That's something else in your life that you, you know, you're failing at, but you have to learn to let it go. You have to learn and that, I mean, honestly, guys, that's honestly, one of the hardest things to do is to finally make that decision. Yeah. You know, because most people are divorced, like most people know that they're going to get divorced like a year before it actually happens. Like they're in their mind at some point that other person says that one thing that digs so deep that you're just like, this isn't going to work. I'm never going to be able to stay here. And I mean, that's what happened to me. So I just assume that happens to everyone. Did that happen to you? Was there like that one final bing that you were like, you know what? That's it. It's never going to work. 
you know what? I I kind of agree with that because towards the end, I would say I would say a year, maybe maybe it's been more than a year that we were doing this tit for tat, like we would be okay for like a couple weeks, and then we'll have like an argument or something, and then he'd be like, um, I think we should separate, and then I'd be like, okay. And then, like, a couple of days later, he's like, let's work it out. Like, we wouldn't even make it a week. And then I'll be feeling guilty. And I'll be like, okay, let's work it out. But after going through that for, like, so long, the tit and tat and back and forth, I'm like, it gets old. So, yeah, I knew it was um, coming to an end way before it was ended. That whole that whole last year was miserable for me. Like we was doing this tit for tat, going back and forth. I didn't like who I was becoming. I didn't like who he was becoming, or I was seeing. I should say I was seeing him for what he truly was. Um, my eyes was opening onto a lot of things. So that eye opener. And going through the tit for tat, going back and forth, all the pettiness is like, I don't deserve this. So it's like, at some point, you know, you have to, you just step up and leave. So that last time was like, um, we should separate. And I was like, yeah, let's separate. And I went through with it. And then like a couple of days later, when he do his same game that he did when he wanted to, you know, continue to work it out. I was like, no, not going to work it out. I'm moving out. And then when he seen that I was serious, um, that's when he got mad and he left. He left the whole apartment. I mean, he stopped coming home after he see that I was serious about we ending this. Like, I'm serious about this separation. I don't want to work it out anymore. We're playing this game and it's it's not working. So when he knew that I was like, he couldn't push me over anymore and he couldn't talk you know, taught me into staying. That's when he was like, all right, she's serious. And he stopped coming home. But that just made it easier for me to be like, all right, I'm gonna just, you know, go my separate ways. And like I said, I was packing up. To be honest, I started packing up and moving my stuff out of the apartment way before we each we officially separated. It was like three or four months before we officially separated, I had got a storage facility and I would take, I started with my son's stuff and I would just take a little stuff. I was like, put everything that you're not using or you don't want in your room for everyday use, start packing up into a box so I can move it out. And I told him that I was decluttering the apartment so it'd be easier to keep clean, you know, something. But I was really just moving all my stuff out. So when it was time for me to find my own place or to officially say I'm done done um you know I wouldn't be much it would well my plan was for him to come home and I would be gone because I didn't want to go through the back and forth um he it was just getting to be too much going through the back and forth him trying to get me to stay plus he will always say something stupid like oh if you leave me I would commit suicide because I can't live without you and and that would like guilt trip me into like staying or trying to make it work or I'm breaking up the family you know there's stupid lines that people say to try to mind control you so I didn't want to have to go through all of that because I was ready already ready to leave 
So when he finally came, we had this stupid argument over what we argued over. Like, it was so stupid. Something, uh, oil change or something with the car. Something real stupid. And he was like, I think we should separate it. It didn't make, it came out of nowhere. It didn't make any sense. And then I was like, you know what? That's my opening. Like, okay, we're going to separate. You said it. And you said it for the last time because we go about this back and forth. Yes, let's do that. And I'm serious this time. And then when he came back, he was like, are you sure you want a divorce? Yes, I am 100% sure I want a divorce. By that time, all I had my big stuff, like with dressers and beds and stuff left in there to move. And it didn't really take that much time um, to move the rest of my stuff out. But yeah, you know, I think most people know, like, they're over, they're over it. Um before it actually happens. Right. Well, y'all, we are over an hour at this point. So we're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Now, if we want to do a longer segment on this about divorce, or if you have any specific questions, we would love to get with you regarding them. Um, please reach out to us because we can do a second podcast like a follow-up with questions if anyone's going through a divorce or divorce is happening somewhere in your life. Now, remember, you are able to find us all the time on Facebook um, and then, again, on Spreaker, Riverside, which is our, our studio that you're on right now, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. Um, you're also able to get us on SoundCloud, Tumblr, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, CastBox, RSS, and I don't know if I said Spotify or not, but Spotify also. So um, remember, next week it's going to be 11 p.m. We'll see you then. Two people. Two people. Two opinions. Opinion. Real talk. Real talk. Bye.